Hey, about five years ago, Atlas Obscura released its first ever book. It was also called Atlas Obscura. And we are just about to release our next big book into the world. And this one is called Gastro Obscura, A Food Adventurer's Guide. And it's all about the world's most interesting ingredients, recipes, restaurants. It covers the whole world. And uh, it's the result of years of work by multiple people on the Gastro Obscura team. And so I hope that you're interested. If you want to check it out, there's a link in the episode description. And in honor of this, this new book launch, we're making the podcast this week all about food. And we're going to talk to some folks from the Gastro Obscura team. Uh, here today is Sam O'Brien, a writer from Gastro Obscura. Hi, Sam. Hi, Dylan. So I found out you were working on what I think has got to be one of the most unique collections. And it's a combination of two things that you don't wouldn't think would go together. It's recipes and gravestones. Yeah. Well, I've always been interested in cemeteries and graves Mm. and the stories they tell. And a grave is just so fascinating because you have such a limited amount of space to tell someone's story. So Mm. what someone decides to put on there is incredibly interesting to me. And so just for fun, I always wander around cemeteries. And whenever I travel, I visit the local cemetery. So I'm always on the lookout. Yeah. For fellow Tapophile, I assume. Yes, yes, Yes. of course. (laughs) Tapophiles unite. Um, Yeah. So one of my favorite cemeteries is Greenwood Cemetery in Brooklyn. And I heard about a very unique gravestone known as the Spritz Cookie Gravestone. And Mm. so basically what that is, is it's a grave and it tops off in an open book. And you've probably seen graves like that before. They're open and then they might have a scripture verse in there or something. Yeah, sure. And so here, instead of finding that normal Bible verse, it's a recipe for cookies. And so I was hooked. I had to know everything about this woman, everything about her cookies. And it just started this quest of both learning about her and her recipe. And then that led me to a longer, larger journey of other recipe gravestones around the world. And it's just been this wonderful quest of me trying to track these down and meet the family members who decided to pay tribute in this incredibly unique way. Well, today you're going to share with us the story of one of these gravestones. Is is that right? I'm talking about the first one I found, the Spritz Cookie Gravestone. That's right after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. 
It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Man, okay, so to to start with the first, do you ever go and actually see it in person? Were you able to visit the gravesite? Yes, I was able to visit more than once. Okay. <laughs> um, it's actually in one of my favorite cemeteries, Greenwood Cemetery, which is located in Brooklyn, New York. And Greenwood is uh, just this incredibly old, beautiful cemetery. A lot of people go to just walk around and take in the landscaping and the scenery. The trees are gorgeous. You can go bird watching there. People actually used to picnic in Greenwood back in the day. Um, And this grave in particular, it's a little out of the way, but you'll be wandering in this sort of like grassy expanse and you'll know this grave when you hit it. It's tall and it ends in a book on the top. And when you walk up to the grave, you'll see that engraved in the book is a recipe for spritz cookies. Now, are you ready, Dylan? I'm going to give you the recipe for spritz cookies. So good it was set in stone. I do not have a pen and paper, but I will uh, commit it to memory. Here it is. One cup of butter or margarine, three quarters of a cup of sugar, one teaspoon of vanilla, one egg, two and a quarter cups of flour, half a teaspoon of baking powder, and an eighth of a teaspoon of salt. Now, who's the woman responsible for this? You just look below on the grave and you'll see this woman's name, Naomi Odessa Miller Dawson. Naomi was born in 1921 and she died in 2009. But that doesn't really tell us that much about her. So I found her son, and I called him. Hello. Hi, this is Sam O'Brien calling from Atlas Obscura. Oh, hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Not bad. That's Richard Dawson. And to hear him tell it, his mother's cookies were amazing. We really loved them. So my sister and my cousin George, my sister's name is Anita, we would basically wait for them to come out of the oven. And as soon as they came out of the oven, we start eating them. <laughs> <laughs> still hot, still be a little burning. <laughs> oh, it didn't matter. Yeah, it so didn't matter. If she turned her back, we were, we were eating them. What was your favorite thing about them? Like, uh, just like that they were sweet, that they were warm or? You know, I, I, I honestly don't think it was the cookie themselves. I think it was just the, the spirit of family and it was just something that triggered um, knowing that it was the holidays and, mm. and that it was, it, it was just really special to us. So after talking about the recipe, Richard and I just started talking about his mom. She spent most of her career working as a clerk for the post office. But when she wasn't working, her real passion was baking. Yeah. Yeah. She used to say that a bacon was so good, it would make you beat your mama. <laughs> <laughs> she said her, her baking was great. She actually could have gone into business. I mean, she made really nice cakes and, and cookies, and she would make rum balls and, and lemon squares, all sorts of things. We lived with uh, my mother and her two sisters. So they each had a specialty. So my mother was the baker. My uh, aunt uh, Marie was a uh, person that would uh, cook turkeys and things like that for the holidays. Mm. And the oldest of the three, Sybil, she would do all of the Caribbean um, plastics and favorites. 
The family comes from Barbados. Um, although Naomi herself was born in New York, um, she's a first generation American in her family. Her sisters are from Barbados and mm. her parents as well. Um, and while her sister would make traditional Caribbean dishes like cuckoo or coconut uh, bread, the cookies themselves are of European origin. And Richard wasn't quite sure where Naomi picked them up, but that's the beauty of New York, the melting pot. Uh, totally. They came and they make spritz and then they also make kingfish. And it's just this beautiful banquet. It It, it reminds me of like, you know, people who like, have been eating their grandmother's like secret cookie recipe for like 40 years. And they're like, oh, no one makes them like this. They're so, and then they find out it was literally taken from the back of the like cookie box. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, house. The, the, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like once something becomes a tradition like that and you have it the same time every year, it starts to develop a totally different meaning. And it really does taste different, right? It tastes like exactly. a particular moment in time and with your family. And so, it's kind of a, a simple recipe in a way. Was this sort of widely shared and known uh, through the family? No, she did not share it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because one time um, I would bring uh, cookies to the office during the holidays. And, of course, there were spritz cookies. My mother would make a big batch, and she would make spritz cookies, uh, oatmeal, raisin cookies, all sorts of things. So I remember a lady on my staff was – she was practically begging me for the recipe. So I, I called my mother. I said, look, this lady liked the recipe. She said, well, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't giving up. <laughs> so did she eventually give it to you guys? <laughs> uh, we actually, uh, after her passing, she had everything written down. She, she did have recipe books, so we did have, have the recipe. But she always, she always said she was going to stay tight-lipped about her recipes. Oh my God, <laughs> that like she t- that's like, yeah, she took it to the grave basically. She literally took it to the grave. Yeah, this actually might be the only grave it applies to. But like the common joke with recipe gravestones is, um, you know, my mother would say she would only share the recipe over her dead body, and here we are. So <laughs> I don't know if there's like this a, is a good this is a good joke. Yeah. How do you think uh, your your mother would feel about the the attention her cookie recipe is getting these days? Well, you know, it's funny because my mother was a, a, a private person and she she was somewhat of a shy person. Mm. Um, I think she would find a kind of feat that <laughs> that she's getting all this attention. <laughs> And that her recipe is now out for all to see after she was so tight-lipped about it. Well, she may be a little bit pissed off on that, but I'll blame her. <laughs> blame your sister, yeah. <laughs> How did the family decide to actually engrave this cookie recipe on Naomi's headstone? Yeah, well, what was interesting to me is that I asked Richard if he'd ever heard of a recipe gravestone before, and he hadn't. So this was just a totally original idea that his family had. It was actually his sister Anita's idea to do mm. it. Um, and they were just like, hey, this is one of our favorite memories of our mother. And what a nice tribute this would be. And they actually even made and served the cookies at the memorial after oh, her funeral. That's, yeah. That is so nice. What a, what a lovely story. Yeah, I liked that a lot. 
it's more than just the recipe. It's an acknowledgement of really the love that went into her baking. And it's a reflection of family. Because if you speak to anyone in my family and, and mention Spritz cookies, the, probably the first thing that will come out of their mouth is talking about my mother and the times we had. Mm. Would you say when you or your sisters make Spritz cookies, they live up to your mother's? Well, I'll put it this way. My my sister has a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes when graves have just stark information on them, you might not be remembering the happy times. Mm. Like, And that's why what you choose to put on a grave in that very tiny space is so important. And putting that personal touch is not just a nice tribute to your mom and what she meant to you. It's also for you as the living loved one, where you can not only look at this and see birth and death and her name, you see something that was truly beautiful to you. And like a Bible verse, is sacred. And it's sacred to you and your family. Yeah, yeah. And I, that's, and I, I, I don't know that I've thought about recipes quite in that term but you're absolutely right the right recipe is is like a sacred piece of a family exactly totally. i i love this i there are so many layers to the onion here it's like there's family there's tradition there's food there's the culture around that food there's so much and i love that this grave brought us to richard and naomi and I, it sounds like you've got a bunch more stories like this. Which That's I'm... correct. Yes. Okay. So when I found out about this one, it just got me thinking, are there other graves with recipes on them? Yeah. And there are. <laughs> uh, and I found uh, eight in the United States and two in Israel. Wow. And these gravestones are like, I call them my infinity stones because I want to collect them all. And I, I'm like, no, there's got to be more out there. Like I found a peach cobbler recipe on a grave in Louisiana, a fudge recipe in Utah, um, uh, a yeast roll recipe in Israel, uh, an oatmeal cookie recipe with where there's a container of Cool Whip engraved literally on the grave. <laughs> And I found that grave with the help of the mayor of Nome, Alaska. Yes. Yeah, I cannot wait to hear more about these. Uh, in the meantime, if you're out there and you know of a recipe grave, you know the person to tell, right? Please, please, please email us at hello at atlasobscura.com. Do it. Do it. We're gonna. This <laughs> is going to be a definitive collection of recipe graves. This podcast is a production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Stocks. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. I'm Sam O'Brien. And I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher.
At Radiolab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science, neuroscience, chemistry. But, but we do also like to get into other kinds of stories. Stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex, of bugs. <laughs> Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radiolab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I will call them ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs. We hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen. <laughs>